When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Recorded live. Christians in the church 
Winston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. God is everything we'll ever need. It's a big deal. 
to be saved. We talked earlier today during uh, one of our last uh, subtopics on our last message, how that the adversary or Satan would like to minimize and then get us to to think uh, less of our salvation than uh, what it really is. It's a big deal. It's a, it's a very important thing. It's the most important thing should be in your life. You know, your salvation should not be something that is taken for granted. Your salvation should not be something that's taken lightly as uh, this is what God has done for you and I, that we might uh, spend eternity with him in the most beautiful environment and beautiful place imaginable, just as without salvation, uh, you and I would have to spend eternity in the worst place imaginable. Uh, we're going to look at capital A in our outline. Uh, our faith, or our salvation is more precious than gold. Our faith, or our salvation is more precious than gold. And we're going to take a look at the book of First Peter, chapter 1, verse 7. I trust that the Lord is going to bless us very good this evening in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter one with a very special focus on verse seven. First Peter chapter one with a very special focus on verse seven. From the New International Version, our scripture reads as follows. These, or these sufferings, have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Once again, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7. These, or these sufferings, have come so that your faith, which is of greater worth than gold, gold which perishes, even though it's refined by fire, our faith may be proved genuine and may result in praise, Glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Capital A, our faith is more precious than gold. From a topic, it's a big D to be saved. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you once again, Father, for another day. We thank you for the honor, the privilege, the right 
come before you, offering the fruit of our lips, the sacrifice of praise. We thank you, Father, for last night's sleep. We thank you, Father, for waking us up today. We thank you for provisions, protection. We thank you for everything that you have done in seen realms and unseen realms. We thank you, Father, for not dealing with us as our sins deserve, but being merciful, kind, gracious, long-suffering. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. We pray, Father, that as we study these holy scriptures of yours, that you will open our minds and our hearts, that we may receive your good, pleasing, and perfect word. Help us grow, Father, in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is our prayer. We count it done. In his mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. Capital A, your faith is more precious than gold. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of 1 Peter, the author identifies himself as the Apostle Peter. And Peter deals with a variety of situations that find themselves into the lives of children of God. It's a very short letter. It touches on various doctrines, and it has a lot to say about Christian life and duties. Peter deals with hope, he deals with courage, he deals with the true grace of God, he deals with many central themes, he deals with suffering, many central themes, and many aspects of our walk with God that each one will Peter has to deal with suffering for the people of God, suffering for the children of God, and he gives us some very encouraging words. Peter says that these sufferings, verse 7, have come so that your faith Say, Apostle, we're not even going to go any further in dealing with how precious faith is right now and how uh, marvelous faith is. But just keep in mind that faith and suffering go together. Bless the name of the true and living God. These, these sufferings, you go back to verse 3, and we, we've got to go back and get a little context here. Peter says, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. All right, so we, we've got a living hope now. Because Christ has risen from the dead, you and I, children of God, we now have a living hope, not just a hope. It is a living hope, and when things are living, they are supposed to grow. When things are living, they are supposed to prosper. When things are living, we have a living hope. 
because Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. And watch this, and into an inheritance that can never perish. So, so our faith, we talked some time ago about different things that our faith have, have uh, brought for us. It's brought a living hope for us. It has brought an inheritance, watch this, that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Watch this, kept in heaven for you and for me. Who through faith, this is us now, through our faith, Here's another thing that faith does for us. We are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation. Now, what does a shield do? A shield in, in ancient times, just as a shield today, is used to deflect. It's used to deflect and it's used to protect. Let's get that down and understand. A shield is used to deflect the arrows or the spears or whatever the adversary or opponent is throwing at you in order that it might what? Protect the one who uses the shield. One of the things that is making mention, very true. It's also used, shields can be used as a weapon. Many individuals have been killed by uh, someone that has used their shield as a weapon. So, so our faith, is able to and does all of these things for us, our salvation, because they, they, faith, people have faith in all sorts of stuff. Some people have faith in Allah. Some people have faith in Buddha. Some people, but we're talking about faith in the true and living God. It is only by faith in the true and living God that all of these benefits now become parts of our life. So we got our faith has given us a new birth into a living, our faith has given us a new birth into the living hope. Our faith has given us an inheritance that can never perish, spoil of faith, that's kept in heaven. Our faith has shielded us by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last times. In this, you greatly re rejoice. Our faith should cause us to rejoice. You say, Apostle, what are you driving at? If your faith in Christ does not cause and, and bring forth a, a spirit of rejoicing, I'm talking about on a daily, I'm talking about on an hourly and a minutely basis, then something is wrong with it. Something is wrong with it. Your faith, if you put baking soda and vinegar together, and it don't bubble up and, and, and start something wrong with either the baking soda or the vinegar or both. Because the natural reaction hmm, of vinegar and baking soda, those two chemical components, is that they will fizz and bubble up and just start doing some things. Yeah, vinegar and baking soda. One, one of the things is using Mentos and what? Coca-Cola. I believe we saw that on, on YouTube. They, these things will just begin almost like an explosion. Well, your faith, my faith should cause an explosion of joy. It should cause an explosion of peace. It should it cause an explosion of thankfulness. If you don't wake up every day and, and any time you think about the fact that God has saved you, that God has written your name in the Lamb's Book of Life, that God has, has provided an eternal resting place for your soul, if you don't just get yourself all excited and all worked up behind that, then something is, something is wrong with you. Something is wrong. In this, 
you greatly rejoice. See, some of you all understand my voice. You mess around and get a new job. You greatly rejoice. Some of you all understand my voice. You mess around and get a new husband, get a new wife. You greatly rejoice. Some of you understand my voice. You mess around and get something. Great new car. New, well, see, you know, and I remember God had given me the parable years ago, and a lot of the saints didn't 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 like it at the particular place where I was preaching, but it didn't make no difference to me. I, I had to be preached. I said, now, now, just to show you how different many of us are from God, or you know, because all of us are, you know, we're not complete and mature yet. And the scripture talks about the things that man esteems, God rejects or despises, and the thing that God esteems, man rejects or despises. I said, now, in this particular church right here, I said, now, which do you think would bring forth a greater rejoicing? If somebody came in off the street, didn't get saved, now, listen to the message, but stood up at the end of the sermon when the altar call was made and said, I'm going to donate to this ministry $10 million. Or if that same individual came in and at the end of the sermon and all the call stood up and said, look, you know, Pastor, I would like to be saved. Which one do you think would bring forth the greater rejoicing? One of the saints is hard. And, and watch this now. And we call ourselves pretty good in this thing. But if somebody came in a Christian center and, and offered up $10 million like that right there, might put a dance to my step. Might put a hitch, might put a hitch in my step around here. Well, God said that just goes to show you how different you all are from me. Because God says when one sinner repents, when one sinner repents, there, there's greater rejoicing in my presence and in the presence of the angel over that one sinner repent than over 99 that need no repentance. God said there's more rejoicing going on in heavenly realms. Are we still talking about heavenly realms over that the last message? That was the last message, but God says it's all right because we're still talking about it. God says in heavenly realms, there's more rejoicing over that one sinner that repents, Robert, than over that man, woman who stood up and offered the ministry $10 million. Oh, man, let somebody come in here and stand up. Apostle Brian, they ain't get saved nowhere. Ain't, no, ain't come to Christ nowhere, but just stand up and say, Apostle Brian, you have, God has used you to bless my life, and I appreciate what you're saying. I'm not getting saved, but here I would like to, to give the Christian Center Church, Kenton, North Carolina, $10 million cash money to help with building and uh, overseas mission. And, oh, my gosh, I can see some of the deacons calling apostles. <laughs> I can see where. Oh, man, I can hear Deke right now. Apostle, what I need is a brand new, oh, man, we had to get some good look. And I can see some of the pastors that, that, are, that are connected with the ministry in various countries around the world. Oh, Apostle, that new church building, that oh, all kind of thing. There will be some. Why? Because that just goes to show how different we are from our creator. God says what ought to cause the rejoicing in you is your faith. Remember we went over earlier today how the disciples came back to Jesus after casting out demons in the name of Jesus. They were rejoicing that, that spirits or demons were submitting to them. Jesus said, don't rejoice that spirits are submitting to you, but rejoice what? That your names are written in heaven. I want to encourage you, children of God, your faith is more. What we say? Faith is more precious. Oh, look how the Holy Ghost. Look how the Holy Ghost is keeping us on point. Faith, capital A, is more precious than gold. Your salvation is of greater worth than $10 million. I know, I know it might be, you know, sometimes we, we might 
you know, get a little, a little confused. But the, when we when we break this thing down and we get real, we we need to talk real now. We need to talk real talk. It's more precious than gold. Peter says, "In this you rejoice. In your faith, get to the place where you rejoice in your faith. Because see, if you got to, if it's always got to be some some stuff to get you to rejoice, see, there's something wrong with you." Got to be a car, got to be a house, got to be a raise, got to be some more money, got to be a new boyfriend, new girlfriend, got to be a new with a pair of shoes, got to be, see, see, now adversary got you right where he wants you because you cannot serve two masters. Get to the place. There is a place in this walk with God, a place where you ain't, might not have. I ain't got no money in my pocket right now. I mean, I do not have, I couldn't pull nothing out of my pocket right now but Lent. But I'm rejoicing in my faith. I'm rejoicing in my salvation. Rejoice. Get to the place where you can rejoice in just your position before God and your position in God. In this, you greatly rejoice. Now, I mean, though now, watch this, God, Paul says, look, even though now, for a little while, you may have to suffer grief in all kind of trials. So even the, 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 the Peter, the apostle said, look, even though you're going through some challenges, Robert, even though you ain't got no money in your pocket right now, Robert, I'm hearing the great apostle speak to me now. You ain't got no money. You're going through a little trial. You're suffering a little grief and a kind of trial for a what? Little while. Though now for a little while you have to suffer grief. In all kinds of trials. Watch this with verse 7. And this ought to encourage somebody out there. Somebody that's going through. Somebody that's, that's, that's dealing with some hardships, some difficulties, some tests. I'm talking about right now. You know who you are in the sound of my voice. I ain't got to call no names out. These have come. These trials, these tests, these hardships, these sufferings, these you not getting exactly what you want from God right now. These God not doing for you exactly what you'd like for him to be. You having to wait on that husband, wait on that job, wait on that, wait on that, promote these, these trials have come, watch this, so that your faith, uh-oh, Holy Ghost is going somewhere. These have come so that your faith, anytime you look up and you see some of these, these hardships, these difficulties, these having to wait on, these having to, these have come so that your faith, God said, look, I'm more concerned with your faith than I am your temporary comfort and ease. God is concerned with your faith. Because God said, look, I, you might be thinking that gold is more precious, but God says, I'm thinking your faith is more precious. So God said, whereas you, you're working real hard to position your goal, to position your 401K, to position your retirement, God said, I'm working real hard to, to position your faith. These have come. We're about done, children of God, so that your faith, which is of greater worth than gold, gold, Peter said, look, gold perishes, even though it's refined by fire. But your faith must be proved genuine. That's why. That's why you wonder why I got. How come I can't? How come I gotta wait for this? How come this ain't? Your faith got to be proved genuine. We got to see if you if you for real. God said we we checking to see if you for real. God said we checking to see if you really love me, like you say you love me, or you just doing something cause pastors around, or cause daddies around, or cause 
You know, we're going to go outside. We're going to check you out. Talking about you singing real good about how you love me. You're preaching real good about how how much you love me. You're teaching real good. God said, well, let's, let's check that on out. I remember once, you know, and, and, uh, it's kind of funny. You know, my father's friends when I was growing up, these guys were all former athletes and different things. And uh, for me, it was like a rite of passage to start playing basketball with these guys when they when I was about 12 years old. I'm just kind of coming into myself a little bit. I had grown real tall, real long, but I was real skinny, real skinny. In some kind of way, you know, the argument kicked off or the discussion kicked off at the park one Sunday. The boys was like, man, B, Jake couldn't do 10 push-ups. And my father was like, man, you're crazy. Y'all crazy. What were you talking about? They were like, Jake couldn't do 10 push-ups. My father, we laughed. Me and my father laughed. Once I got to be an adult, we laughed so hard about that. The boys were like, he couldn't do 10 push-ups. You know, cause I'm out there. I was long and skinny, shooting and different things. And, you know, my father was real proud. But the boys were like, he's skinny. He couldn't do 10 push-ups. My father was like, what in the world is wrong with y'all? He boy, can't do 10 push-ups. Some kind of way. I don't know if the money got pulled out, but the, I mean, it was on. Jake can't do 10 push-ups. What's wrong with y'all? Jake, come out. Do the 10 push-ups. And, um. At least let my father tell it, man. I jumped down there. At that time, I had, you know, I got into weights and developed all up now and stuff real nice. Like, jumped down there, then try to do them 10 push-ups, and I don't know if it was 10 or 20. It was some kind of number. But I couldn't do them, and it was everybody was laughing so far. Oh, my father was looking like, now what in the world is this now? What kind of what? What? what one of the things is saying, what part of the game is this? Not even 10 push-ups, boy. And, but, you know, when I got to be – Older and stuff, we laughed so hard. I was like, boy, you remember that time you had to, and we just we just laughed. You said, Apostle, what's driving that? What's the point? Point here is this. Your faith has got to be tested. Just like my, my body strength at that age <laughs> had to be tested. Some were saying one thing. Some were saying another thing. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? What you trying to let me know? Some folks say you ain't saved. Some folks say you are. Some folks say, Apostle Brian, you're a false apostle. Some folks say, Apostle Brian, you're a true apostle. That, God said, folk is saying all kinds of things. Jesus said, didn't I ask my disciples, who do men say I am? Because men were saying, oh, he's Beelzebub. He casts out demons by the prince of the demons. Other people were saying he's a righteous man. Somebody, there got to be a test. Let the test begin. Let's see some push-ups. My father's friends were saying, Jake couldn't do 10 push-ups right now. My father was saying he can do 10 push-ups. Let's put a test. <laughs> you say, Apostle, what you got in there? These trials that you are experiencing, these hardships, these difficulties, bills that ain't been paid, family members that won't get right, children that won't come around, all of this stuff is just a test. Just a test. So that your faith may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So don't don't get, you know, no need to getting too upset about what you're going through, child of God. It's just a test. It's just a test. That's all. God said, I'm just letting you be tested. No, my father wasn't trying to be mean. He wasn't trying to be cruel. He just wanted to prove the critics wrong. Well, at that particular time, I mean, I, here I am, you know, uh, many, many years later, I, I dropped down to do, do, do more than 10 push-ups. But at that particular stage, couldn't do them. Couldn't do them. 
See? So my father was let down. My prayer for you, child of God, is that you won't let the father down. Prove the critics wrong. Prove them that say you really ain't got this thing. Prove them wrong. God says you are saved, child of God. Prove him right. Even though he's, he's right and he's going to be proved right. Prove him right. Prove him right. How do we prove him right? But don't get weak and weary and well-doing. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give, oh, man, it ain't happened by now. I guess I might as well quit. I might as well go on back to the club. I've been saved three weeks, and God ain't done nothing extra great. Seems like what I can see. I'm going back to the club. Prove the critics wrong. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving, watch this, the goal of your faith is the salvation of your soul. Understand there's a goal in this thing. And we got to keep pushing, we got to keep pressing until we get to the goal. Salvation. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? I don't know about you out there. You know, sometimes I'll be looking at this generation, I'll be looking, I'll be like, man, but I'm trying to get this, my soul saved. That's the goal. All one of the saints they don't get caught up. All slight one slight in hands and have all that kind of stuff. Look, in the end of the day, whether you even realize it or not, you want your soul saved too. You don't want to be thrown in that lake of fire and burning sulfur any more than I do. Truth of the matter, if you did, you see people on a daily basis set, just set themselves on fire. You don't see a whole lot of that. You see folks doing a whole lot of stuff. Very rarely you see jokers just set themselves on fire. You think you you think going to hell is all right? It's cool? It's chic? They mess around. You know, you don't see folk dousing themselves, just dousing themselves with gasoline and set themselves on fire. You don't see a whole lot of that. Because ain't nothing cute, ain't nothing chic about it. And that is not, and that is, is, is just a glimpse as to what hell is all about. You don't want to go to hell. God said, God said, don't, they, they out there, the devil and got some of them deceived into satanic worship, Baphomet, Illuminati, all this kind of, God said, Robert, they, they don't want to go to hell. God said, I know, I made hell. They don't want to go. Don't nobody that I end up sending to hell think they made the right decision. Even Satan, he don't even want to go to hell, but he's going. People don't really want to go to hell, so you keep right on out there, you know, letting the adversary trick you up, make you feel like something else is more important, make you feel like you don't listen. You don't really want to go to no hell. I'm telling you now. Now, I'm about done with this message here. You don't want to go. And I don't want to go. So let's quit playing around. And let us press on and move forward with God. Press on, move forward with God. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you, we glorify you, we praise you, we exalt you. We appreciate you, Father, for everything you have spoken to us, through us, and for us. May your people be blessed with the preaching and teaching of your word. Again, Father, we ask you to begin to prepare hearts and minds of your people in the great countries of Nigeria, the great countries of South Africa, great countries of Kenya, and wherever else uh, you may lead your servant to, to share your word. Begin to prepare hearts, Father, in, in, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that, that when your word comes, may it fall on 
good ground and bring forth a harvest in the lives of your people, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what has been sown. All of this to the glory and honor and praise of our soon-coming King, your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. We ask these and all other blessings in his most precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, children of God, uh, three questions. What have we got? All right, give me three things. A good question. Three things that faith can do or will do. What is uh, what are three purposes of a shield? Let's get three purposes of a shield. And one more question, one more. Good one, children of God. Um, what is the what is the the purpose of our of these trials, these hardships? These, what is the purpose of these trials? Let's get these things questions answered. You shouldn't even have to look back at your notes, children of God. This should be in your heart. It should be in your hearts and in your mind. Since you can reach us through email at thechristiansarnchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash the backslash TCCC. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 at try 17959 Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Chris and Cern Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you in heaven, smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 